0: So I'm Tanya from F The Office, and today I'm so excited about our interview. So we're going to talk to Charlie from StreetFrench.org. So hi, Charlie.
1: Hi. How's it going?
0: All right. So my first official question for you is what made you want to say F The Office?
1: I don't know. It's just something because I, I was studying music for a while, and it just like music school wasn't really for me. And so I dropped out, and I was like, well, I need to make some money. So oh. I just started looking for jobs like as a musician in L.A. And I just started doing that like, you know, a lot. And then I started teaching guitar and then I, I was studying French at the same time. So then I started kind of teaching French and English. And I started to like, you know, like make more money than my parents. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> <you know? laughs> and I saw that this was like, this could be a viable, you know, job or career opportunity. Very and cool. um, yeah, and then after all that, I mean, it's just hard to go back like uh, after working for myself for a while.
0: Oh, what do you mean? So were you just like hooked on the the freelance hustle or is it the office that you didn't like?
1: Because like, okay, last year I I worked at a university teaching languages, right? Teaching English. Yeah, and then it was weird because I, for the past, for like three years before that, I, I didn't have a real job. Like I only worked for myself. And I really got used to like, only being around people I like. Like sometimes oh. I meet a student and I would just we wouldn't vibe, and I'm like, I just say, you know, I don't think we should see each other. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> You'd break and, up with him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. There's no problem. And then after I was forced into this, um, this situation where I had to kind of be around my colleagues who I didn't. A lot of them I didn't particularly like. The guy who we can all relate to that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's why like I had a really hard time adjusting. Like ah. Uh, like, I have to see these people for a year. You know? <laughs> yeah, it was really odd.
0: <laughs> so, for you, okay, that's actually pretty interesting. You were out of the office and then you went into the office. Yeah. <laughs> and then that made you realize Mm-mm, F the yeah. office.
1: <laughs> yeah. No, but, but really, what cemented this idea in my head is that, you know, a lot of people, I find that they, they'll work somewhere and maybe in their 50s they might lose their job. Mm. And I mean, there's always the possibility that you could lose your job before retirement. And yeah. if your hustle skills are weak, you know you you might not be able to find another job and you have no other source of income. So that's why I've made the decision that no matter what happens, even if I'm working at a university, I would still keep my side hustle going just to keep my hustle skills. You know, up. Yeah. Oh,
0: that is super, super helpful. Because yeah, yeah, I think a lot of people perceive stability with a traditional yeah. office job, but you're right. I mean, in any economy, but especially now you could lose your pension, you can lose, you know, everything you've worked for and yeah. all that. So you're saying keep your skills sharp and just have something.
1: Yeah. Cause, um, you know, if you haven't like looked for a job in like 20 years, I mean, you know, <laughs> it might be kind of tough. Like you, it's been a while, you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know if that makes sense, but yeah. Totally.
0: <laughs> it can be hard to get back into the market, especially with, I mean, let's be honest, there's definitely ageism. And yeah. I think that's a really great way to protect yourself. Yeah. Make sure you, you hone different skills. Okay, mm. awesome. So yeah. kind of along those lines, um, something that I know you and I talk about a lot is diversifying your, your income, your sources of revenue, mm. specifically passive income. Yeah. But first, I want to talk about what you do that is in person or online. So you, give, you teach what?
1: Uh, mostly French, yeah. I also have a few guitar students around uh, in the world, but um, yeah, for the moment, yeah, mostly teaching French and I find a lot of my students on Instagram or they find us through Instagram or YouTube. Oh,
0: yeah. So are most of your clients right now, like the hourly clients Mm -hmm. online in person or a mix of both?
1: Both because you know, we live in Paris and uh, you know, we've got a lot of clients here too. It's yeah, it's like maybe 50, 50.
0: Oh, interesting. Okay. So in addition to the hourly, which of course, there's a limit to how much we can do hourly, right. you're also exploring and growing your passive income. So can you mm. tell me a little bit about what else do you do?
1: Yeah. We also, um, someone I, I met, his name is Nat Eliason. Yeah. I think that's his last name. Yeah. I haven't, I haven't spoke to him for a while, but he actually hired me to teach him French, you know, two years ago. Mm-hmm. And he came up with a, a video course where he teaches marketing and um, he made, you know, a good living off of that. He's got a pretty good um like a pretty well-known blog I mean we'll talk about after but yeah (laughs) yeah and then he um he told me that I could make a video course and sell it and it could be a sort of passive income and um that's yeah that's where I got that idea from and then so I made a video course and uh, I really didn't know if it would work you know (laughs) like uh I mean is that the best way to learn a language Uh, I'm not sure I mean no but one's asking for their money back. Yeah. You,
0: to- you just did it. Because I think a big thing that you're saying is, and yeah. I've experienced the same thing where you're like, ooh, is anybody going to want this? Is this the yeah. right way to market my, my skills? And I love that you just went for it. And now I notice that you have a few other products. So what yeah. other kinds of things do you sell?
1: Oh, then after I made that first e-course, which wasn't the best, but it was like a good, a good start, right? Then I, made, mm-hmm. I wrote an e-book where it's kind of everything that I think about when I, when I speak French as a foreigner which I think is a really different, um, point of view from most like French learning products out there. It's always from a French person's point of view, which makes sense. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of like, for me, if I'm teaching someone English from zero, I'm not sure I would know where to start. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? whereas like for me, I learned French from zero as an adult. So I know what's really important to me, right? Like I remember I was going through Rosetta Stone once, I mean, not to bash their product, but uh, <laughs> like once they were saying something like, I like apples, you know? I, like, yes. And you say it like 10 times and that's, that's great. But I think you'll say like, where are the restrooms? Like much more often, than, like, <laughs> <laughs> you, you know what I mean? And yeah. so that's what our products are about. It's like, what do you absolutely need to know in order to like get a conversation going to, to use a language? And, and that's what our focus is on, like getting you out to like use the language like the first video is like I don't think you could learn French in you know any video course like I can't teach you the entire language through like you know a video mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like it's up to you to get get out there and um, really use it
0: mm. so and that's so interesting because being that you are American and you learned French and it is your second language whereas maybe some people would think like oh you know How can I dare to say that I can teach you Mm. the foreign language? And you were able to repackage that and see it as a strength and say like, you know what, actually, this is my niche. So I'm different than the other ones and this is how I can capitalize on it. So I love that you were able to explore that and you're so right. I won't say what app, but I was using an app to practice (laughs) French and I swear for like a month, it would not let me go past, I want a glass of milk. Mm. Milk is delicious, and I'm lactose intolerant, so I'm like, I'm never going to use that. (laughs) To me, what I get for other people, whether it's language, if you're teaching a language or teaching photography skills or anything, don't think about how can you be the number one person in your field. Think about how you can be the best for a specific niche. Like, what is it that your story, like I love your backstory, and you were able to use that to launch products and classes and in a really confident way. Yeah, definitely. And the other thing that I just experienced as well that you said is just do it, just publish your yeah. first course or do, you know, whatever it is you want and acknowledge that you're going to hate the first one, hmm. but everything yeah. will get better. Like you're going to think, Oh, if I could have done this differently, or if I had a better camera, Yeah. but just do it and make sure everything else gets better as you go.
1: Yeah, yeah definitely. I think, um, definitely have to just, just go out there and just try Like, yeah. like you never know what, what people will like, like, I don't know, it's funny.
0: Yes. You know what? We had an interview with somebody else who also does online courses and that's exactly mm. what she said. She's like, just do a lot of different things because mm. you might think one class or one course is going to resonate, but the one that's going to be your highest seller is probably yeah. going to be an unexpected success.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I've I've seen that. Yeah.
0: Okay, cool. So my next thing is you said that you get a lot of clients through social media and mm-hmm. one of the things that I myself is, have experienced and other people have mentioned to us is that social media can be so overwhelming. And like, where do you start? Do you have an account everywhere? Do you pick one? Do Do you pick none? So for you, I noticed that you're really big on Instagram. And by the Mm. way, if you're listening or watching to this, I'll link to all of his accounts in the video notes. And now you're growing really well on YouTube. Mm. Could you tell us a little bit about like, did you start with all social media accounts one?
1: um i mean we try to focus on the ones we know about like i me and uh maya you know my my partner and you know street french we um like we we both kind of work on youtube and and instagram we know about that she handles more of like the twitter page Mm -hmm. and we're both on we're also on instagram i think that's it and i think we're on medium like we've got a blog that we put on on medium and uh yeah we don't want to we didn't want to spread ourselves too thin i mean there's some like uh like platforms that we don't know a whole lot about um she was trying to get snapchat to work it, it never really <laughs> took off or um yeah yes. now instagram took over that one <laughs> yeah yeah definitely so we let it go for for the moment but uh never know
0: <laughs> yeah because that to me was the most overwhelming of like i don't know like i'm just now getting comfortable with automation so before mm-hmm. i was like i don't have the time and like you said like some i just don't know about certain platforms or i don't like it yeah so, would you say that it's accurate to recommend start with the one that you actually like?
1: Yeah, most yeah, definitely. As a consumer. Yeah. I mean, I, I was trying to get someone who, who's an artist, like a, a really talented artist, but he, he's an older gentleman and he's got, you know, he doesn't really like technology. And I was telling him it's kind of hard to use Instagram effectively if you don't like consume content on Instagram.
0: Yes. And, and why do you think that that's the case? Or like, how can we learn from that?
1: I mean, I just think it helps a lot just to consume content on Instagram like on a you know consistent basis and kind of for me I do a lot of self reflection like why do I follow this person what value do they bring to my life (laughs) you see what I mean
0: yes oh my god that is exactly it because a big thing that I think we we fall into the trap of like oh I'm on this medium and I'm just gonna give just gonna throw information out and to me like I have an English account and I get a lot of inspiration from French accounts and Japanese yeah. accounts and German yeah. accounts, where I think, why does that post speak to me? Mm. Why do I remember this phrase that Charlie and Maya taught me in this post? And yeah. then I'm able to take that and think, oh, okay, that's effective. That's an effective format or technique. Let me try it on mine as well.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely try and analyze and see what hashtags people are using, what, you know, what people use used to, to you know, get like, um, people commenting and that
0: sort of thing. Nice. All right. So learning from how you consume. That to me is the best, the best tip because yeah. I think it's, I see so many people forgetting about how they consume material and producing material. That's just aggressive instead mm. of engaging. Mm, I see. And not maliciously. Like it's so easy yeah. to fall in the trap, right? Where you're like, just produce content, tell this, sell this. Yeah. And it's really more about like, wait, remember the other side.
1: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, sometimes I'll even ask my followers, what do you guys want to see? You know, like,
0: 90. Like, uh,
1: people are really quick to tell you what they want to see. <laughs> yeah.
0: Okay, that's pretty cool. So it's like market research at your fingertips. Yeah, definitely. Okay, awesome. So for other people who maybe are in that same position as you, like, I love that you are so creative, you know, you're musically oriented and now you have languages and being in an office setting was just not conducive to that kind of creativity for you. And it, yeah, you know, it just wasn't cool. So. Do you have any advice for other people who might be in your same position or maybe don't know how to diversify from an hourly to passive?
1: I just feel like a lot of people that I know personally, they don't try as much. Like they'll say like, no, Instagram, that doesn't work, but you didn't try it. You know what I mean? Like, Oh. And like, they, they're not out there trying to, trying to hustle, trying to grind. <laughs>
0: okay, that totally resonates. And I'll add to that, that in addition to trying, what I've experienced with Instagram and using mm-hmm. social media is try different things. Yeah. And I notice that the things that I think, Oh, they're going to love this, maybe fall flat a little bit. And the ones that were the easiest to produce, or I hadn't thought of it. I'm like, I'll just put it up there. End mm-hmm. up being what they get really excited about.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's weird how that works.
0: Okay. So I would say don't get stuck in a template. Try yeah. different things, especially for a visual medium like Instagram, like, okay, so you like doing quotes with this color scheme, but try to add videos, try to do different things and ask your followers.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely.
0: Okay, awesome. So my last question for you is who is your go-to or who's someone that inspires you online that you would recommend for others?
1: Um, I would really have to recommend Gary Vee, of course.
0: Yes, um, <laughs> I love his yeah. stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, he he really inspired me a lot. I mean, there are, there are a few others, like, but uh, I don't know. Just everything he says is just really interesting, and I find it to be like really, really true. He's just saying like something like, "Don't worry so much about like the quality per se. Like, if it's like pretty, as long as it brings value to your to your audience, or as long as we like speak your truth or whatever." And some of the ugliest posts on our page are the <laughs> ones that have the most likes, the most like engagement. And, yes. Uh, yeah
0: okay yeah totally so I've read a couple of his books actually you're the one who showed me his his social media stuff that I now follow almost in like a religious way he's just that to me was everything it stopped worrying about the aesthetic yeah which to me as a perfectionist I'm like no it has to look perfect and yeah just provide value yeah definitely Okay, awesome. Well, thank you so much for today's interview. And if any of you are interested in learning French, go to streetfrench.org. If you're watching this on YouTube, I'll link to everything that he mentioned, his courses, his website, his social media in the video notes. And as always, go to fdoffice.com to learn about more people who are daring to live differently.